0: trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the Word with power and with anointing. Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your Word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Shake a hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Amen. Now, today we are continuing on our subject, Jesus the Messiah. This is part... Eh? This is part three. Now, somebody said, but how does knowing Jesus the Messiah benefiting you? Oh, it means a lot. It's just Establishes you in your faith. Haven't you been learning quite a number of things, you know, that are enriching you spiritually? Jesus, the Messiah. So we, I I want you, you know, I I like the evening services. Are people that are hungry to know more of God, you know, and Uh, So you come ready, you come to receive, you come to, you know, learn from the way. The Bible says that uh, we should no longer be babies tossed to and fro, you know, with every kind of doctrine, you know, that we need to be established in the Word to know what the Bible says, what the Word says. See, the level of the Word, has been, I must say, has been diminishing, you know, over the years in among Christians. You know, that we have been, uh, talking about generally, you know, we have been more emotional, more. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, we are more on the emotions, more than the. The, the, yeah, more, more, more than being established on the weight, what the weight says. Yeah. And that has been a concern. And you see, when you're just, if your Christianity is just emotional, you wake up one day, you, you no longer feel emotional, and now you're backsliding. That is why it's so easy for people to backslide. You know, because people are not established on what they believe in. You know. And all that they want, they want you know, to come and please, Pastor, bless me today. You know, share a way that will make me feel good. Yeah. Motivate me. You know. But without really uh, being founded on the way... What is the word saying? And you know what? What will keep you is the word. And and it's when you know, you know, and when you are established in the truth of the word of God that this is what the word says. I'm telling you, it will never, it will never, uh, corey will never be shifted in any way. When you are established on the word, Amen. Yeah, and so, it's good once in a while to get a message that excites us. Oh hallelujah! We jump, you know, and we're excited. You know, it's good once in a while. You know, but more than that, we need to really be studious of the way. You know, when Paul went to preach in Berea, the Christian. The Bible says that that those Christians were. Uh, were more than those of Thessalonica. He says, uh, they checked the word. Everything that Paul preached, they went into the Bible to check, is, it, is this the truth? And that's what we need to be, Perian Christians. You know, Christians that are established on the truth of the word of God. To check, is this what the Bible say? You know, is this what God is saying? And we are founded on that. Hallelujah. So, teachings like this, I know that it's, it's the meat of the weight. You know, it's not milk. This is meat. You know, and so it wants you to engage and, you know, get in there. So, keep your heart open and you know, check the weight and, and just meditate on it. And God will just expand the revelation that you receive. Amen? So we're talking about Jesus the Messiah. You see, Jesus is the center of everything. You remove Jesus from Christianity, you just have religion. So we, we have life. Because Jesus is there. So we need to know who is this Jesus that we're talking about. You know? And why is he having such power, such anointing? Why his name is so important? You know, we need to be established in that. So that next time you call the name of Jesus, you know, you know what machine gun you are having. You know which missiles you are, you, are, you, are, you are releasing. You know, it is not just, you know, a, a puppet saying, you know, out of fear in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And then you wonder why things are not happening. Are you with me? And so, as we learn about this, you know, get yourself, get your spirit, you know, really into it. So let's go into our key scripture, uh, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district, district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? He yeah. said, this was important to Jesus. Uh, how do people know him? Who do, who do you say that I am? Yeah. And so, If it was important to Jesus then, do you think that it's important to Jesus today? It is important. Because uh, demons knew who Jesus was. Uh, They would speak up. And so we know who you are. The Holy One of Israel. You are the Messiah. And then the Bible says Jesus would say, quieten, you know, be quiet. Because at that time he he was not known as the Christ. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, but they knew, they knew that this is this is the Messiah, this is Christ, this is Christos, this is the anointed one. So now uh, he now gets his twelve disciples, you know, in a secluded place, and then he sit down with them and say, but who First of all, ask them what do people say about me. Yeah. And Jesus, then they tell him, Oh, you're like you are Elijah, you are Jeremiah, you are one of the prophets. And then after here getting all of that, then he he gets to them direct. But Lona, you, who do you say that I am? Yeah. Then we continue reading. It says here uh, verse sixteen. Simon Peter replied You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. So you are you are the Christ, right? The Son of the Living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. On which rock? On the revelation that he is the Christ. On the revelation that he is the anointed one. Jesus says, I'm going to build my church on the revelation, on the knowledge. When people have this revelation that I am the Christ, that I am the anointed one, I'm going to build my church there. So Jesus was saying, like, you are going to be established on the fact when you know that I am the Christ. Are you hearing me? That you're going to to stand on the revelation that I am the Messiah. I am the anointed one. Then he says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Against what? Prevail against what? He says, listen, get the whole sentence. He says, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this, what? Rock, I will build. He's building what? The church. You know, and then he says, the, the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Is it against the rock or is it against the church? Against the church. Why is it against the church? Because that's what he is building. You know, because that church is built on the foundation on the, of the rock. So meaning that when the church... Now, when we talk about the church, who are we talking about? Us, the born again, right? You know That we are the church. So when... If now we say you as an individual, when you have been built on the revelation, you have the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the anointed one. Then God says here, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. So meaning that you will overcome whatever hell throws unto you. Yeah. Yeah. That you will stand. Hell will not prevail against you. Prevail meaning uh, uh, overcome, right? You know, win. You know, so hell, there is no way that hell can win against you when you have the revelation that Jesus is the anointed one. Because when you know that Jesus is the anointed one, you're saying that, you know, what else can it overcome me? What else can it defeat me? If Jesus is the anointed one, you know, is the one who has been aside, who has overcome hell itself, can hell overcome me? No. So, A revelation on who Jesus is gives you victory. This morning, we read two stories, Why? We read about the woman with the issue of blood. Now, other people were thronging against Jesus, but they did not have the revelation that she had. The Bible says she said to herself, she kept on saying, And actually, the Greek emphasizes that it was not a once-off saying, but it's a continuous saying to herself. That is why we put on those uh, translations. When you look at different translations, she kept on saying. She persisted. She kept on saying, If only I touch, when I touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. So... And and this came after hearing what Jesus was doing. So she believed in that. The word comes by hearing. The word is of hearing. You, You get the word. You get the revelation. So when you get the revelation, you act on the revelation. You see, the revelation brings you faith. When you understand who Christ is, I'm telling you, your faith will be built. Will be established. You, know, you will never be shaken. You will never be taken, you know, sideways. You will be established when you you have that faith. You have that revelation who Jesus is. That He is the Anointed One. So you are you are establishing that, and so uh, she then had, you know, that. And she said, if only I touch his garment, I will be healed. And she went there and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And then immediately she was healed. Jesus had nothing to do with it. Jesus was going, was busy going into Jairus' house. Yeah. But she stopped and said, who touched me? And people say, ah, but Jesus, everybody's touching you. Yeah. And but Jesus continued to look until the woman came and told the whole story. And Jesus said that your faith has made you well. Hallelujah. And so it, we, we see here that she had a revelation. You know, and that revelation brought faith. And then same thing with Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus heard that Jesus is passing by. And she said, Jesus, son of David. Because, you see, when she said, when he said son of David, he, he was basing on the Old Testament that the son of David will come on the throne, you know, and he will be the Messiah. So he he was saying, the Messiah. He was appealing to the Messiah. Jesus, son of David. He was saying, Jesus, the Messiah, the one that has been promised in the Old Testament. Son of David, have mercy upon me. You know, I understand when I heard from the scriptures, when I went to the synagogue we have been told that the Messiah will come and He will heal the, the sick people, the blind will see, the lame will walk, He will deliver people, their sins will be delivered, uh, uh, will be you know, uh, uh, forgiven. We have had all of that. So He was appealing to that when He said, Jesus, Son of David, He was saying the one that has been promised, the Messiah that we were told about, so he had a revelation of who the Messiah is and what the Messiah will be doing. And I'm telling you that, that is why Jesus said that I will build my church on this. When we have that revelation, you will know that the Messiah will never leave me stranded. You know, the anointed one will never leave me sick. The anointed one will never leave me, you know, uh, 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 you know what, you know, down and out and, and, and struggling, the anointed one, there is no way that the anointed one will leave me that way. Amen. And that is the revelation that we need to have as children of God. Yeah. And when you know that, you know, uh, you know, I will always overcome. Hallelujah. And so, you know, in Jesus, there's a call. Call him. They call him, and then he said, "What do you want me to do?" He said, "That I may see." You know, he said, "You know, let it be done according to your faith." You know, and he was healed. Hallelujah. So, uh, Jesus is building his church on the fact that uh, he is the Anointed One on the revelation that he is the anointed one. Hallelujah. And so he said that, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, we said this, that Jesus, that was last week, we said that Jesus was a common name. Right? It was a common name. Now, where is this Jesus coming from? The Hebrew word for Jesus, the Old Testament word, is the word Jehoshua. Jehoshua. Right. Now, the word Jehoshua simply means uh, Jehovah my salvation or Jehovah my deliverance. Jehoshua. That was the Hebrew way. You know. Uh, actually it's not Jeh is Y. you know Y E H O that that is been transliterated you know Y E H O and sure, shua S H U A H yeah. so Jehovah you know am I Yeah, my salvation, my redeemer, my deliverance. Yeah. So, now, when uh, the 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 children of Israel went into captivity into Babylon. You know, the nation of of Judah went into Babylon. Now they started to talk the language, the Babylonian language. So they spoke Aramaic. Are you with me? So uh, the Bible verses or the bible books the old testament bible books that were written during the time that the children of israel were in captivity were not written in hebrew but they were written in aramaic like second chronicles you know nehemiah daniel yeah, so all those books that are talking about, uh, and also that were written during that period, they were written in Aramaic. So, from then on, the nation of Israel, or rather, even when they came up in from captivity, you know, so that's the language that they were speaking. So, the Hebrews, the Hebrews, or rather, the Jews, during the time of Jesus, were speaking Aramaic language. Are you with me? The common language at that time was Greek in the New Testament. That is why the New Testament was written in Greek. Now, uh, the word for Yehoshua, you know, when they went into captivity and it was transliterated into uh, Aramaic, now that's where we get the word Joshua. So they drop the H-O. Yeah. I, I I haven't lost you, I guess. We are still together. Yeah. So, uh, but it's still, in Aramaic, it still had the same meaning. Jesus, I mean, uh, Jehovah, my salvation, you know, the Savior. Jehovah, my salvation; Jehovah, my deliverance; Jehovah, my redeemer. You know, it still had the same meaning. You know, but uh, it was Joshua. You know, so uh, the Joshua, the son of Nun, the one who took over from Moses, is the same name, Jehoshua. Right. Now in the when you when you look into your Bible, you will notice that the spelling is J O S H U A. Right? Now when you now look into the by the the verses or rather the Bible text that were written during the Aramaic, you don't find J-O-S-H-U-A. You find J-E-S-H-U-A. See, people like this, this revelation, they even phone in to get this revelation. So powerful. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you with me? So like, for instance, in Nehemiah chapter 8, just to give you, you know, it's, you know, the same, same, same scripture. Nehemiah, let's go to Nehemiah. Thank you, Lord. Are you getting something? Nehemiah chapter eight. Seven. Yeah. So, what does it say? Also, Ye- Ye- Yeshua, not Joshua, Yeshua. Right? So you ask yourself, but which Yeshua are we talking about here? Are you with me? Yeah. And so, uh, I want to draw you to a particular scripture. Verse 17. Go to verse 17. Now what does it say? And all the assembly of those who had returned from their captivity made booths or tents and lived in booths for from the days of Yeshua, okay, the son of Nun, to that day the people of Israel had not done so. What does your Bible say? Joshua. Okay, so it's putting it, it's the it's same Joshua. But when you get a literal translation, it will say J-E. Yeshua. Yeah. From the days of Yeshua. From the days of Yeshua. Which Yeshua, the son of Nan. Now who was Yeshua son of Nan? It was Joshua, the son of Nan. So here we see that we're talking about the same person. Are you with me? But it's not written J-O, it's written J-E. Because of the change of language. Now from Hebrew to Aramaic. And then now we move on from Aramaic, uh, you know, the Babylonian Empire fell, and then the Greek Empire rose up. And then uh, people now started to Uh, speak Greek. Greek was the the language of the day. So, then, uh, in 70 AD, people, the scholars from Alexandria, now took the Old Testament, because that was their Bible. They now translated it from Hebrew and Aramaic into Greek. We call that the Septuagint, you know, the Greek translation of the Old Testament. You know, right? So now the word for Yeshua now in Greek they then say is Yosos. Now, uh, it's spelled like this, it's indigo, eta, sigma, uh, omicron, then omicron, then sigma. Those are Greek alphabets, so meaning Eh uh, it's uh, it's what's it? alpha Le, le Omega. <laughs> there is Alpha Omega Beta you know Theta uh Delta that is the you know Delta then eta you know uh just like that. Omega is the last. Is the last, uh, yeah. So now it's like it's I E S O U S, Yosus. Yes. And so, instead of Y, now they uh, in Greek they they don't have a Y for for Greek. So they put. I, so that it can give the same sound. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, that is why when you, grow, when you go to uh, the, the Greek Bible, you know, you get that word, Iosos. Yeah. So, Iosos, it's a Greek name. For Joshua or Jehoshua. So when the Bible prophesied that He will raise up another one, a deliverer, Joshua. Yeah. So in Greek, it will be like Jesus. Are you getting me? Are you getting lost, or are you getting? Are you still following? You are taking me. You are tricking me right, yeah. so uh, so now in English, you know we get Jesus, you know from Greek from Yosus, you know from Greek it went to Latin, from Latin then came to English. So today we have it as Jesus, but it's the same same way, Yosus or. Uh, you know, Joshua. So now, uh, as Joshua was common, so it's either you were called a Greek or a Hebrew, you know, as it was a common name, you know, so also was common, as Greek, Jesus, what we know today. Jesus, Jesus, was a common name. So the New Testament mentions three people by the name of Jesus. The first one is Jesus of Nazareth, that we know. Right? Yeah. Now last week we read a scripture and some of you uh, God's surprise. I want us to go back to that scripture. Let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 27. Verse 15. Matthew 27, verse 15. Now at the feast, the governor. hmm? The governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. Now this is when Jesus was arrested. You know, here is Pilate. So he's asking them, you know, that I want to release. Every year, he would release to them one prisoner. So now, they have just arrested Jesus. So Pilate is asking that uh, there are two prisoners that I can release. Which one do you want me to release? Verse 16. And they had, and they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Barabbas. Okay, can we change the translation? Let's go to good news. Do we have good news there? What does it say? And at that time, there was a well-known prisoner name, Jesus Barabbas. Hey, do we have CEV, Contemporary English Version? Yeah, do we have CEV? And what does it say in CEV? At that time, a well-known terrorist named Jesus Barabbas was in jail. Let's go to the message translation. And then the message translation, uh, what does it say? You see, they've got the whole scripture. And so, a look at that. It says, it says to them, okay, let's read the whole, the whole portion. It was an old custom during the Feast of the Governor to pardon a single prisoner named by the crowd. At that time, they had the infamous... Jesus Barabbas in prison, with the crowd before him, Pilate asked, Which prisoner do you want me to pardon? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus the so-called Christ? That's how Pilate addressed them. So here is the thing: if it was only one Jesus, there was no way to qualify. If there are two prisoners, there was no way to qualify the Jesus. So he had to qualify the Jesus. That the do you, which Jesus do you want me to release? Eh? The, the, the Barabbas or the so called Christ, the one whom you call Christ? Which one? So Barabbas, his name, you know, was, was Jesus. Yeah, the son of uh, Abbas. Bar. Again, you know, Bartimaeus, the son of Timius, Barabbas, the son of Abbas. So, do you want Jesus, you know, whom you call the Messiah, or that is the Christ, or you want Jesus, the son of Abbas? Both of them were Jesus. It's a shock. It's a shock, I know. It's a shock. And so let's go now to the third person that we see, Colossians chapter 4. Here is Paul. He's writing a letter to the church in Colossae. And then right at the end, he is saying, you know, brethren that are with me are sending greetings to you. And uh, so, so then he, you know, he tells them that you know this. So this person is sending greetings. This person is sending uh, greetings. Verse eleven. Uh, let's look at verse ten. Okay, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instruction, if he comes to you, welcome him. And who else? And Jesus, who is called Justice. So there is another Jesus here. What verse is that? It's still in chapter f- in verse ten. We're talking about verse eleven. You know, go to verse eleven. That's verse ten. Go to verse eleven. You know, it says, and Jesus who is called Justice. So do you see here that the Bible at least mentions three Jesuses. Now, do you start to believe me that when I say Jesus was a common name? Or you believed me long ago? That's good. So, uh, Jesus, you know, and and, uh, when he was, let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 1, I'm sorry. When he was born, You know, God gave instructions about him. You're enjoying the Bible study? It's great. eh? Praise God. And verse 21. So, maybe verse 20. Verse 20, let's go to verse 20, but As he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord. So this is the angel appearing to Joseph. As he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. You know, Yeshua. Yeshua. We say what is the meaning of Yeshua? You know, Yehovah. Uh, yeah. My salvation, our salvation. You know, our Redeemer, our deliverer. Yeah. So that is why the angel said. To him that you shall call his name Jesus you know for the reason why you will call him Jesus is that he will save his people from their sins and this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet what is it that the prophet has said he said behold the vision shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means what? God. God with us. So he was God. It's in Matthew chapter one, right? Uh, Matthew chapter one is the first first chapter of Matthew. Is that the revelation? Powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Now. Uh, look at the last chapter of Matthew. Jesus rises from the dead, and then what does he promise them? Says, "Go unto all the world, preach the gospel." You know, and then what does he say after that? "Behold, you know, I will be with you." Emmanuel in action. You are laughing at me, and I say, it's a revelation. You are laughing at me. Now you say, ah, it's true, and it's vague. whatever it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this Bible, this Bible is beautiful. I'm telling you, this Bible is, is awesome. Yeah. And so he was actually Emmanuel. Yeah. And it says, they shall call him Emmanuel. Uh, God with us. So when when he left, he said that I am still Emmanuel. I am still Emmanuel. Go, I am still Emmanuel. You know, I am with you. you know, so he's still Emmanuel. This Jesus, he's the Messiah. He's still Emmanuel. He's still God with us. Hallelujah. And so uh, now What happens? It's, so he grew up as Jesus. Everybody knew him as Jesus. They didn't know him as Emmanuel, God with us. He was not carrying that name. He was carrying the name Jesus. And now, right in the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when they were writing those epistles, and I mean those uh, gospels, already Jesus had died, rose from the dead, overcame, and uh, you know ascended to heaven. So at that time, people knew that really this is the Messiah, right? So that is why when they wrote, like. We find, uh, put us Matthew 1, verse 1, for instance. You know, Matthew 1, verse 1. Yeah. We find it says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. So already they know okay, this is the Christ. Even before they tell of how he was born, he grew up, he did this miracle. You know, now it's like, Looking back, they are writing, looking back. I am going to write to you about, uh, you know, Jesus, the Messiah. Are you with me? We came here 1984. Eh? 94. It's a long time ago. Yeah, it's one 94, 84. <laughs> God felt like a <laughs> yeah, we came here in nineteen ninety four, right? So now just imagine I'm sitting down and then I'm writing a story. In nineteen ninety four God called me to go and start a church. In a city called. Huh? I'm writing today. I'm writing today. I'm starting. Huh? What will I be saying? I'll be saying Polokwane, because at the time of writing it's called Polokwane. And another time of writing it is a city, but when I came here, it was not called Polokwane. It was not a city. Do you understand? So it's the same story. Am I making sense or am I confusing you? I'm making sense. Yeah. So when you read uh, like the Bible, it says Jesus Christ, then you, know, you should not be thinking that at that time, when before he was born, they knew he was the Christ. They did not know he was the Christ. Another example. Uh, Who's that? Jacob goes on his way to Haran. He sleep at night. Put a. a, a you know, stone as a pillow, he sleep, and then at nine, he dreams angels ascending and descending, yeah. and then, uh, from then on, what does he do? You know, wakes up, he said, this is the house of God, I did not know it, you know? and then the Bible says, he named it, Bethel, and then he says, the place, was formerly known loose right? So who named it? Jacob did. who wrote uh, that book that Jacob named it? loose who wrote it? Moses he lived how many years after Jacob? more than 400 years, right? After now, Moses is writing and in his essays, he says, he's studying. You know, Abraham went into a place and uh, he made, he built an altar with Ai on the east and Bethel on the west. Who's writing? Moses. He's talking about Abram coming into the promised land. He gets to a place in the vicinity of Bethel. Was it called Bethel when Abram was building an altar? No, because the Bible tells us that it is Jacob who named it Bethel. So it was not Bethel. Do you understand? And so, it was a, by the way. <clears throat> so now, what I'm getting at is that, you know, like in the beginning, you know, in the gospel, when they write, they say, Jesus, uh, this is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. You know? So when they were writing, Christ was not the same name of Jesus. They were saying, Jesus, the anointed one. At that time, they have seen, they have known, they have received the revelation that this Jesus is the anointed one. Are you with me? And so they knew that we're talking about Jesus, the anointed one. That... uh, this is nobody else but jesus the anointed one now jesus when 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 Peter said that i know who i mean when he said that you are the christ, you are the anointed one you, know? you are the anointed one and uh the son of the living God. You you are the anointed one. He was acknowledging that this is the Messiah. The Hebrew word for Christ, for anointed one, is the word Messiah. So when we say Messiah, we're saying, you know, Christ. We're saying the anointed one. And so, Now, the Bible then, uh, now tells us, okay, uh, I'm about to come into Christ's section, but now let me, I feel that I didn't do justice to to what I said last week about Jesus in Philippians chapter 2. That what happened is, you know, uh, Jesus humbled himself to a point of you know, death, he took the form of the flesh of human being, you know, humbled himself and uh, until he died. And uh, God has highly exalted him, you know, and gave him a name that is above every name, that had the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow and every tongue, I mean... Uh, uh, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Yeah. So the question is, why the name of Jesus? That name that we have been saying was a common name. Why that common name? Are you getting me? Yeah. Uh, it's not that God gave him a different name. Or God gave him a name, Christ. You know, but God gave him, you know, that uh, has highly exalted him. Go to a, a, a verse before. You know, so rather than a, 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 a verse before that one. You know, therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him. Bestowed. Bestowed means what? To bestow, you know, to put upon to place upon you. You know, he bestowed upon him the name that is above every name. So he bestowed upon him the name that is above every name. Now, which name? Following verse. You know, so that at the name of Jesus, that common name. Now, God changes it that it is no longer common. Why it's no longer common? Because it was a common name, a human name, and uh, Jesus came, he laid aside all, as the Bible says, he humbled himself, and he emptied himself. He laid aside all his godliness. He came in as human being. He died as human being. And so, because he died as human being, God is now bestowing upon that name that, you know, you did a good job. You, you died as human being, you know, with the name Jesus. Now I am going, I'm taking that name Jesus. I am elevating, you know, I'm bestowing upon you that at the name Jesus, uh, every knee shall bow. Now, why should every knee bow? Every knee bow because uh, Jesus overcame as human being. So there is no power that can say we cannot bow because Jesus. Now, His name is uh, he, the name Jesus has been elevated above all other names. You know that at the name Jesus. Every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. God, there is nowhere where the where where you know the name Jesus cannot be obeyed. So the name Jesus has been elevated from being common to a high, to a highest position that there is. The name Jesus. And then the Bible says, you know, under the earth. Continue. Yeah, look at it. And every tongue confess that Jesus, the anointed one, is Lord. With Jesus, the anointed one is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we use the name Jesus against all powers of darkness. Satan cannot resist because he knows that this Jesus beat me squarely. It was a fair fight. I can't, I can't stand against you know, this Jesus. He beat me squarely. So when you understand now that the name Jesus is a highest name. You know, then you use that name, you know, with that understanding, and the devil knows when he knows that you understand. I'm telling you that there is no way that he can resist. There is no way that he can resist. The sons of Sceva had Paul. Yeah. Casting out demons, praying for people in the name of Jesus, so they said, "Ah Lord now, we can do." They thought oh, it's a magic, you know, Cabra, Gabra, Gibra, whatever. <laughs> you know, then it happens. Eh? Yeah, What do they say? Eh? <laughs> chesla, bosla. chesla posla. Chesla yeah, posla. They thought that it's chesla posla. You know, and then the Chesla like, are puzzling. yeah. <laughs> Things are happening. Yeah. And so they went out there. They said, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Yeah. I'm a demon of one or uh a these our chance takers. Yeah. And then hey, they got on them. Seven of them had to flee yeah. naked. The Bible says. Yeah. Because the demon said, Jesus I know. Yeah. Eh? They said, Who I know? They say, Hey, let's study Jesus. Have you ever wondered why didn't they say Christ we know? Eh? Yeah. Say Jesus. Jesus, we know. We know his power. We know the authority that he has over us. You know, we know all, of, we know what he has done. We know, we know. It's a done deal, we know. Jesus, ah, we know. We can't stand against Jesus. And Paul, Paul we know. We know that he knows Jesus. You yeah, know, But you, who are you? you don't have any relation to that name, that powerful name. You, don't, you are not connected to that. You don't have a revelation to that. Yeah. And so because you don't have a revelation to that, it will never work for you. We will beat you up. So that is why if Jesus said that upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this revelation... You know, that is the Christ. So this Jesus, if we know what Jesus had done, the power that he has, and then you stand on that rock, demons, there's no way demons can say, who are you? You will tell demons that I am a child of God. This Jesus, he died for me, and he beat you for me. You know, therefore you get off, get out of my place, out of my face. Amen? Amen? Yeah. And so now we know after Jesus rose from the dead. Now we know that Jesus is powerful. Yeah. Now we know that there is nothing that can defeat us because we know the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. So there is no any other God I can depend on. You see, when I Try now to add things to jesus uh, is Jesus plus things you know, Jesus plus uh, this God or Jesus plus uh, you know all these things it's it's I, I am now minimizing I am undermining the power of jesus I'm lowering jesus to the levels of all other things. And because of that it can't work. Amen? Amen? Yeah. And so that is why ancestral worship, you know, is so much bad. Because, you know, we hear people you know Baha'i, Bamwa, Mochaele. Hey! Eh? What a Yeah, what yeah. a Yeah. I'm telling you that it is bad. That is, it's a bad theology, it's a bad thing, it's a bad, 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 bad. There is no Le Madimule Vadimule. You know liberty Mubaha'i Are you hearing me? Yeah. it is only Jesus. We trust in Jesus alone. Yeah. No other name. Yeah. Whether gay you know African gods or gay Western gods or gay Indian gods or gay. You know, whatever God, it does not matter. Jesus remains him alone. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. He remains alone. Yeah because you find people now they are bowing to other gods. Yeah, to the other gods they are. They are, you know, committing themselves to other gods. You go into business, you know, you realize that there is a lot happening there. That if you can kiss this ring, you step in into another level. It's like people selling their soul to other gods. You get into this, you know, uh, money will flow. Business will come. This will come. See, I'm telling you, it does not matter whether it's African god, or it's Western god, or it's Indian god, or it's, you know... Chinese god, oriental god, you know, it does not matter. All other gods are no gods at all. You cannot compare. Did we read, go back to the scripture, how God, you know, uh, go to two verses uh, before. Give us. God has... Highly, are you getting it? has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Eh? The name that is above every name. So there is no name that can compare with Jesus. total surrender to him is total success. To Jesus alone, nor any other God. You know, we are not saving any other God. We are saving Jesus and Jesus alone. That's important. That's what we should be understanding. Amen? And so that is the name that is exalted. So when you have that revelation of Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Anointed One, nothing will ever touch you, because you know that, you know Jesus is the one who is exalted. He defeated Satan as human being, and so that is why I can come as human being, and you know use that name, and I know that it will work for me. Because I have a relation with that name. I believe my faith is in that name. You know, my life is in that name. It's not only in the name, but in the person. And because I am so connected to the person, his name, I can use it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, church... This is a powerful truth, Jesus the Messiah. Today I wanted to go into the Christ section, but maybe next week I will do. It is it is so, so important that Jesus the anointed. So now, when you read the Bible, uh, whatever we do as human beings, there is the sick, you pray for the sick, you are doing it as human beings, you enforce what Jesus has done for you when you are doing an action you with me, you know, you're doing an action you are enforcing with the authority of Jesus. You know, so, right there, that's where you use the name Jesus. So, the name that we are to use is the name Jesus. You can use the name Jesus Christ, Jesus the Anointed, you know, because Uh, But Jesus comes first. Because uh, that is your authority. Are you with me? Now, when we came to Jesus Christ, we gave our lives to Jesus. God did a work in our lives. So, Jesus... In relation to God, it's from humanity to deity, to godliness. So is Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Now, what God has done because we came to Jesus, he has done it in Christ Jesus. Sitted in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are the help in Christ Jesus. You know you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. So when you read the scriptures, that having Christ first and Jesus second, that scripture is talking about your position, what God has done already for you. That you are victorious in the anointing, in the anointed Jesus. You are seated in the anointed Jesus. You are healed in the anointed Jesus. You are Uh, overcoming in the anointed, in Christ, in the anointed Jesus. Hallelujah. So, it is our position that in his anointing, in the anointed one, I am when I use, I cast out demons, I do an action, I ask the father, you know, and everything I do it in the name of Jesus, the anointed one. So, but now, next week we will get more into that. But now, in the anointing of Jesus, this is what has happened happen for you. The way it is so good, I'm telling you. The way it is so good. So, maybe you can go home and just get, just read through the scriptures in him. Or in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. Yeah. You read those scriptures, you will see the benefits that God has bestowed upon you. By that, by, by Jesus being the anointed, the Messiah, that he has done so much for you. Yeah. I mean, you will be so blessed. Wow, this is what this is what has happened for me. This is what God has done for me. You know, and uh, in in some scriptures when he first mentioned you know Christ Jesus, when he continues, then you will then continue to say in him. In him. You know, but when you go up there, I get it him it's a pronoun. Yeah. But now when you look at the proper name, where, what is it standing for, you will find in Christ or in Christ Jesus. You know, in him, in Christ. This is what God has done for you. This is what, you know, uh, the Father has done for you. So we walk in that victory. Hallelujah. Did you gain something from the Lord? Praise God. So we will continue next week, uh, even as we, we wrap up this. The Lord will bless us. Let's say this together. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your grace in my life. I thank you, God, that you are helping me. You are giving me more revelation. You are expanding my knowledge. And you are expanding the revelation about who you are. In Jesus' name. And thank you, God, I understand. I have the spirit of understanding. I have the spirit of of revelation in my life about who you are and what you have done for me. In Jesus' name.